Hey guys, my name is Jeffrey Vu and welcome to the Student Life Podcast. Just to preface, since this is the very first podcast in the series, the Student Life Podcast dives into the first experiences and life of different first-year students attending colleges all around the United States. We will not only be talking about academic aspects of their respective schools, but also the social and daily life that each one of these students live day by day. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and let's get into it. Alright, well, uh, I'm just going to take a sip of this coffee and... Uh... We'll get started, I guess. <clears throat> um, so, hello. Um, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, my friend Ashwin. Um, if you want to say hello. What up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ashwin and I have been friends um, probably since, I would like to say middle school, but we kind of weren't all that close during mid- middle wow. school. Um, but most definitely, like, during, during high school a lot, we, uh, we were on, like, class council and ASB together. Um, a lot of our classes, like, uh, a lot of our classes we shared together and, uh, you know, you were always involved in what, like tennis, um, right. M-U-N. Yeah. <laughs> M-U-N. Oh, that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but no, definitely what I would say, um, junior, senior year, we got really, really close, um, through like our classes and, right. um, and then ASB and everything. And, uh, Ashwin mm-hmm. has always been. One of the most intelligent guys I know. Don't hey, don't flatter yourself here, but just I'll, I'm a say <laughs> my perspective of you. But um, always been the super super intelligent, super super um observant. Um, picks his words very very carefully. If you ever see him talk, he will uh be very mm. mindful of his words and will gesticulate a lot. Um, but uh, big word, big word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, welcome to the podcast, I guess, dude. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. You kind of like you know, <laughs> now have a sort of reputation to maintain. You, yeah, you but, better. Yeah. You better. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I think you're right. We knew each other in like middle school, got closer in like high school, towards the end of high school, starting like early junior year, I think, is when we like actually like worked on shit ton of projects together and, you know, kind of collaborating. That's when I realized that, you know, this is someone that I want to work with in the future and someone that's like, really gonna have my back and stuff and this podcast idea honestly (laughs) great like these are the type of like um you know initiatives that you take that i think uh, make me proud to know you thank you there you go kindness everyone kindness look at this guy (laughs) such a a person um but uh yeah i guess let's get to it um so ashwin ucla that uh that's a big name buddy that's a big name um do you want to talk a little bit about like the college application process, um, kind of what schools you were debating on, uh, the actual application of, you know, submitting the, the Common App uh, and the UC app and everything? Yeah. So uh, with a big name comes a big place. <laughs> There's a lot of people. <laughs> here, but we'll, well, we can get to that in a little bit. Let's start with the college application. So this started, I would say, like junior year when I had around like 20, 25 colleges on my list. And I did not know how to distinguish between them. I was choosing basically like solely on name, which is not something you need to do when you consider like where you want to be, you know, for the next four years of your life. So after I realized that towards the summer before senior year, I started cutting them all down, especially the ones that, you know, were not valid options. Like sure, Vandy is a great school, but I'm not going to go to, you know, so far down the East Coast to a place that I'm not, you know, not... It's not my best friend, I would say. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think after that, uh, I started eliminating some options. I eliminated Vandy. I eliminated UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, 
you know, just try to get some of the, the ones that I clearly was not going to apply to off the list. So that led to the colleges that I did apply to. Um, on the West Coast, there was uh, five UCs. So Berkeley, mm -hmm. LA, Irvine, uh, SB, and SD. And then in addition to that, I also applied to USC. And on Great. the East Coast, <laughs> <laughs> indeed, um, on the East Coast, I applied to NYU, Chicago, uh, four IVs, which were Penn, Columbia, Princeton, and Yale. <laughs> also rip. <laughs> and, rip. Uh, <laughs> and I think, and BC and Santa Clara. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry if I left out a few. I doubt they care, but here we go. <laughs> They'll be listening. They'll be listening. Yeah. They won't take me in as an undergrad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, out of those, I got into the five UCs that I applied to. And um, I got rejected from almost every single private that I applied to. Let's get it. Besides, besides BC, and I got waitlisted at Chicago and waitlisted at Stern, NYU. And yeah, that was pretty much it for my. Oh, and I got into Santa Clara. But that was pretty much it for my application process. Um, I think the top choices for me were I really, really wanted to go to Penn. Uh, Wharton uh, was always a dream school of mine, as you really, as you know for sure. You know, uh, I talk about it all the time. How I was like a guarantee, you know, early on in high school. But I think towards senior year, I, you know, figured out that it might not be a completely viable. <laughs> yeah, be a little realistic. And I, I mean, we uh we talked a lot about both of us going there. Um, <laughs> hey, but hey, that is still a possibility um, for graduate school. Wharton, great school. Um, yeah. But so why did you, um, so you got into all the five UCs, uh, BC, Santa Clara. Why did you pick UCLA out of all of them? Did you like go to the campus? Did you like it? Um, what, what, what kind of stood out um, for UCLA for you? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the major uh, things was the people that I knew there and what I saw of them once they, they graduated. So I knew a lot of uh, some of the people that I was really close family friends with and I saw them go through UCLA and come out the other end like a much better person. Mm -hmm. I think that was the most like drastic changes I've seen in people out of any other school, you know, like, cause I know people who came out of Stanford, they didn't really like change much. They're still the same. Like um, it's kind of difficult to describe, but it's just, you change as a person more than like other schools, in my opinion, is what I felt like. Right. right. The schools I visited. And Based on the ones I visited, there was Berkeley, uh, LA. I went to the East Coast and toured a couple. Um, I think the thing that set out LA as opposed to the other schools I got into was kind of as common as it is to say the show social aspect. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure I was guilty of this too. I kind of I was applying based on name, and not, <laughs> like like I I was good I was gonna apply to uh, Michigan. Ross School of Business. You remember this? They had a they had a portfolio that you had to submit. Oh my God! Yeah, that was not fun. That was not a fun thing to do. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, that's out of the list. But also, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want to live in like you know like Michigan. Yeah. Um, it's very cold there. From seeing people Snapchats who are up there, um, like I, I don't think I would have functioned there very well. I would just stay in my room and not do anything. 
Um, so I think it's good that I thought about multiple factors, like how the people are once they graduate, what, you know, the overall aspect is like socially and academically. And, um, yeah, I think after that, narrowing down is a pretty easy choice. Um, it was kind of one of my only options in a way. Right. So I decided to choose to go to LA. Right. I think that's actually a great point that you bring up. Um, the transforming portion of like the school where mm -hmm. um, you see you're able to see someone go into the school then you co they come out a different person uh, for right. the better and I didn't I actually didn't even think of that like at all when I was applying to stuff um, mm -hmm. I think that's a great point um, and so what or I guess what would you give like um, to a person who is applying to um, I don't know UCLA or Berkeley or any of the other schools that you got into like what are some tips on the application process um, and mm -hmm. I guess in conjunction um, from high school, I know we were you were involved in a lot of stuff, uh, like I mentioned yeah. before, like tennis, ASB, uh, mock trial, things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. What really do you think? Because I'm sure that you you don't yeah. know how your application went or whatever. Um, what things like do you think tangibly helped you get into the school, and what things didn't? Yeah, so I think like the people who want to get into a good school, they start you know doing everything in their possibility you know like they spread themselves out very thin because they're like oh i have to get into college so i'm going to do as many clubs as possible but that's not the way they think you know because mm. these colleges they want you to stay they want to have like a high yield rate they want you to have they want to have like a high uh, year by year retention rate so for that reason they look in your application and want to see that you may not have done a lot of things but the things that you did you did for all four years. You started, and after that, you know, you stuck with it, and you know, you didn't like give up. And that's what I think one of the most important things is, because um, you know, a lot of people will join tons of organizations organizations their freshman year, and by senior year, they're not they're not involved in a lot of them. I'm not saying that I was involved <laughs> in a lot of the ones that had started <laughs> off in freshman year, <laughs> especially in the United Nations, but. Um, uh, I think like it's important to start and finish with everything you do, you know, because they want to see longevity. And I think with that reasoning, I wasn't involved in a lot of stuff on, on campus, you know, but I think it's just the fact that you stick with them. That's what they want to see because they want to see like if you're not able to spend four years in the club of your choosing, how will you be able to spend a good four years here at UCLA? Right. So I think one of the most important things is when you're looking for like clubs and activities, pick the ones that you're going to stick with and get leadership positions in those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, that that's great. Like staying in, staying in a club is a really difficult task because like you kind of get bored of it or um, exactly. you kind of lose interest in it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and definitely like uh, colleges, I think um, really, really look into you know, you being in this, uh, you being in this club, like you can be in it for uh, four years and then, taking a leadership role into it and i know that um you were uh the like the mun what like co co-president whatever whatever yeah, that yeah. <laughs> no, I president. shout out to hannah park um, shout out to hannah one of the smartest and brightest people i know um she's tearing it up she's gonna be tearing it up wherever she ends up and i'm super proud of her getting down there we went out in groups of like eight like with one like like leader type person. And obviously, you know, it seems still organized. But we get down there and the dude turns to us and he's like, I, um, 
just come back whenever you want. And then he puts <laughs> it. He's gone. So the words is there in the middle of Westwood for the first time for many of us. And it's like midnight. And then so we're like, all right, well, what do we do? So then after that, we just started, you know, walking around, exploring the area. And we just kind of, that is the sort of experience that, you know, really bonds you with the people around you. It's the first time you're exploring someplace and you, you can't ask like each other for directions because none of you knows what's going on. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't stop you from doing it though um, but yeah you kind of just experience it yourself and then you get back to your room we got back at like 3 4 if I remember correctly and like we had to get up at like 8 the next day for like more classes and stuff like that but that sort of experience it was crazy because like no one was really like like none of my parents were you know like calling me like oh what time do you think you're gonna get home like just let us know none of that like mm-hmm. I, you weren't beholden to anyone and I think that's that was one of the like the most eye-opening moments and then later on in like one of my first couple of days on the campus um there's this thing called the westwood block party we went down to westwood and literally the street was shut down there was a dj there and there was a ton of like kids like our age and it was the craziest experience it was like not as crazy as like like um sb camp or anything like that but it was like uh, it was like it's like, it like, like a that's a whole nother story but it was like a school <laughs> it was like a school dance i would say okay maybe potentially um, better but yeah um so i think what like you're describing and um a little bit from what i have i guess thought or, or imagined mm-hmm. ucla is super 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 high spirit and everyone yeah. just um decked out in that that blue and gold and, and just loves ucla and um, I think that that is one of the biggest things about UCLA and how, like, have you experienced that? And, um, like, how have you experienced that firsthand? I guess. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, so before I left, this started, this started before I left, like, uh, I had my UCLA sweatshirt on. I was at Costco actually with my parents <laughs> buying, I don't even, God knows what. And we were just walking around and this dude comes up to me and he's like, go Bruins. And he said it really loud. <laughs> I was so startled. Like it was <laughs> crazy. I was like, uh, what did I do wrong? You know, but then, uh-huh. um, uh, afterwards, now that I've been here for a couple of months, like, like you, you hear it happen a lot, especially when you go to football games, basketball games, like you hear someone like just shout, like go Bruins. And then everyone else would like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, I think spirit really comes into check again, football games. Um, cause you'll see the rival fans, like before you go into the stadium and let's say it's like, like, uh, like Utah or something, you know, they'll like, they'll like say stuff to you. And then, um, it'll just be like, if they say it to one, like a brew and then everyone else will kind of like gang up on them, especially for the home game. So it's fun to see, you know? It's like that, that wolf pack mentality where yeah, you stay together yeah. and fight together. Yeah. <laughs> and you've never met these people before, yet they're coming to like like to help you out. So you've had the first experience um of that like Westwood kind of being dropped off, right. doing whatever you yeah. have to do. Um yeah. and this like bliss block party. What about you know transitioning into the first week, the the first two weeks where you kind of um you know have your classes, you're kind of getting assimilated to the culture. What was that? Yeah. Dude. I'm telling you, my first two weeks, I was on top of it. Like, you best believe, like, I was taking notes. Like, I was going to every single lecture. And, like, I was, like, if the assignment was assigned that day, I was doing it that day. And never <laughs> in my life had I done that before. Like, like I'd always, like, push the limit, you know? Like, uh-huh. 
challenge myself. Can I do this assignment in the last hour that it's due? That was like my spirit in like high school. Not on purpose, it was on accident when I couldn't really change it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it really brought a change the first couple of weeks because like I really, it was also, I kind of enjoyed it in a way because mm -hmm. it had been a long time since I had been at school and I could see that everyone else was already studying like in private schools and stuff. And it was kind of strange to see that on Snapchat while you were chilling at home over the summer because our summers are so long based on right. the quarter system. So getting into class, the first two weeks like I was on top of it and you have to be because a little bit about the quarter system um and you can chime in whenever you want because obviously you know what this is like too but it's very very fast-paced like yes. within the first couple of weeks like you will I had my a midterm yesterday and it's only like week four or week five right. and that's like considered kind of late too because I have friends who had mid when midterms like week three and that's yeah. kind of insane because on some like can't really speak for them but on a couple like semester-based schools like week three you're still settling in so like it, it's a very fast-paced environment and if you don't keep up with it you will get lost yeah most definitely um the core system very very fast it's um 10 weeks and or I, I don't know about your school but some of um like my classes i think a lot of the math classes have two midterms so right. i had my first midterm last week which is week four and then i have yeah. another one um i think week six and then the final uh, week 10 and one thing I think that separates the semester um, to the quarter system the most is, uh, I forget the actual name, but it's like a, a dead week or like a ghost week, or is that what it's called? Um, for where, semesters? Yeah, for semesters where like the week before finals or the week before midterms, I think, yeah. I don't know, I'm not sure if it applies to midterms, but the week before finals, there is yeah. one week where it's like no classes, so you just kind of study as much as you can. Um, in that does not occur at the, the, the quarter system. And so it's fast paced, very quick, um, 10 weeks, and then you're out and then you move on to the next thing. And so um, definitely, definitely fast paced, like you said. Um, and, but I'm interested to hear a little bit more. And I think we talked about this a little bit um, in our like earlier talks or whatever about the competitive nature of like the classes and how um, you, know, you have to study and you have to be on top of your stuff to be competitive oh, yeah. in school. <laughs> yeah so like yeah we don't have a dead week it goes like week 10 then finals and then you get your brad grades on the finals right afterwards <laughs> uh, but yeah that's been the process so far but yeah um i think when it comes to the competitiveness uh it's everybody it's not so much competitiveness as it is uh motivation because people are collaborative people like want others to do well but that doesn't mean that they're not going to try their ass off to get like to where they want to be, you know? So there is like that sort of collaborative environment where like you have so many friends in your classes from beforehand. Um, but yeah, it, it's like everyone's looking out for each other, but they're also making sure that they are doing as well as possible. That's where that sort of like motivated spirit comes from. And kind of to put it into context, it's a, it's definitely the definition of like, or work hard, play hard school. Because almost everybody here loves to have fun and a bunch of people here love to do work as well, you know, and get good grades. That, that's, that's like part of it. So literally you could be at a party and you'll see a girl who's like, like completely gone, right? She had <laughs> much fun, um, more fun than she should have. She should have like, you know, measured her fun, but she has way too much fun. And then the next morning, while the fun should be getting to her, she's acing her midterm and potentially scoring better than you. And like, it's that sort of like 
craziness because if we did that we would be like dead the next day but yeah some of these people are just like like they have no concept of a hangover they're just like killing it the next day it's crazy <laughs> yeah i think every time you tell me that story i think it's it's so funny because um i think it's really indicative of the people at ucla and just i don't know it's just a funny image in your head you know like you see this girl like passed yeah. out like super yeah. drunk or something and then you see her the next yeah. morning it's like killing out on the test yeah uh, it's it's like hella sad too because it makes me think <laughs> like wow i didn't even go out last night and holy shit i'm getting fucked <laughs> um but i did i think um this is the first time you've kind of phrased it in this way where it's the rather than being competitive it's that motivation um yeah you surround yourself with people that are mm -hmm. kind of like ambitious and they want to do well in school and everything as well um and i think yeah. it goes back to uh the quote it's like you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with get lucky with your roommates so that's yeah, so part of college yeah so i love my roommates um one of them his name is sean uh he is a business economics major as well and uh we get along really well because we both have the like the same interests you know like like if one of us is looking at an opportunity or going to some event like we can always remind the other to do the same and like we're pretty similar people i would say and my other roommate his name is justin he is a psych major he is from oakland california and he has a ton of oakland pride um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he also smokes a lot too, which is Very great because nice. I have my plug. But nice. Yeah, the dudes, like, the dudes, they're both like, like, like nice people, and they're genuine, and that's I think one of the best things that I look for because I want someone who can like, if I'm doing something wrong, like, will you be able to tell me? Like, will you be if my resume does not look good? Can mm -hmm. you be straight up with me? You know? Right, right. So like, that's the type of, that's the type of people like I am rooming with, and I love it. Nice. What's the uh, uh, the setup of your your um, your room and kind of even maybe describe yeah. like the the building and everything because it's probably yeah. so you have three uh, two roommates which is different right. from UCI's which is usually uh, you have four people in one dorm and there's like two bunk beds and and, and whatnot but uh, yeah like go into maybe a little bit about like the setup of your your dorm and then like the building of it just to kind of give a visualization yeah. you know wait is UCI four people in a room yeah, there's four people in a room, dude. So it's like two bunk beds. Yeah, two bunk beds. How big are the rooms? Um, I would probably you've been to you've been in my room, right? Yes, sir. I would say it's like probably the size of that. And for the people who are possibly listening and probably haven't been in my room, um, <laughs> I would probably say like. I don't know if this is like a fair a fair thing. Probably uh, maybe twenty by twenty feet, something like that. Maybe a little bit smaller than that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the size of. Um, that's pretty small. That, yeah, at least the freshman dorms. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty packed in there. Um, yeah. From like the the ones that I've been inside, but um, yeah. Well, so yours is what two three people to a room. Yeah, and it's about the same size as your room. So the twenty by twenty foot measurement that he actually gave seems pretty accurate. Um, okay. There's three people to a room. There's a loft bed with a desk underneath and then a bunk bed on the other side. And the desk, there's two desks on the outside of both um, beds. Oh, okay. And there's like a middle pathway. And then there is a bunch of closet space on the other side, opposite nice. the desk. Okay. Yeah. I think that's so, like kind of the, uh, the generic or at least, at least that's kind of like a college camp or a college dorm that I kind of envision if you yeah. had 
to think of a norm. Okay, okay, nice. Right. So these are called these are called classics, and they're called those because the entire floor shares two bathrooms, and a floor consists of about consists of about thirty rooms, so there's about ninety people on the floor. Okay. And there are in my building there's ten floors, so there'd be around nine hundred people in this building. Oh, geez. Okay, that's a lot. Is it co-ed as well? Uh, yeah, floor? it's co-ed. So like the alternating rooms are going to be like, in my case, the, all, the room across from us is a girl's room and uh, they're great. And also the, the two rooms on the either side of us are also girls. Okay, nice, nice. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's, damn, that's a lot of people on in a building, 900 people in a building. Yeah, but you get really close to all of them. Exactly. It's yeah. great. It's great because like you'll definitely know people in the building like easily. So anytime you need to study or something, you can just hit up uh, the people who live either like a couple floors above you if you're friends with them, a couple floors below you, like and you can always just go to the common uh, first floor lounge area. Okay. And there's uh, lounges on each floor. Oh, like like little study rooms. Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, what's I'm actually curious uh, for myself. Like during the nighttime. Are people like still up or like always up? Because um, at like UCI, there's little like tables out in the halls where you can like sit and study as well, as well as yeah. like the study room at the very. What the my Google just talked. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, spying I... on you. <laughs> that the the government's watching me. <laughs> oh, no, um, but uh, are there like people always? There's so at least for UCI, there's always people like out at night. Like even it's like four a.m., people will still be out in the halls either like. I don't know, just like dicking around or doing work or um, like cooking stuff. Um, is it kind of similar uh, at UCLA? Yeah, so a lot of people, if the entire room is staying up late, then they'll just stay stay in their room and just open their door. So then sometimes when you walk by, like you'll talk to them. If they walk by, they'll talk to us. But um, other times, if like some of your roommates have early classes and they need to go to sleep, then you'll go to your lounge area where there's around like five people. And just that way, like, like, like late at night. So like 4 a.m., there might be like a couple people in there and you're just talking, not really getting any work done. But at that time, <laughs> you're like, you're resigned to the fact that you're just going to pull an all-nighter. So you might as well just not do work, you know? That's <laughs> well. logic. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, there's always like people in the lounge and it's good to like just go there sometimes and like talk to other people who have to stay up late. And it's great to just like talk about your problems. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and feel sad for each other <laughs> you feel bad for each other just like yeah it's so late at night you're just kind of like you know it's yeah like, and it's loopy too like you ain't, you ain't that person <laughs> dude but you you have to vouch for, you know some of those are in those times are kind of the best conversations like oh, a, lot, a lot of the times like, even uh in asb camp at sb we had like the best conversations um yeah we're hanging out with like grant and stuff at night or and tony it's yeah. just it's so nice talking at night um yeah yeah, but, especially when there's like only like a like one or two people in the lounge and you're sitting there for like hours with them, then uh -huh. you like really get close to them. So I would say like I'm like floors here are definitely close to each other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um so to talk a little bit about like so you described the kind of building of um your dorm. Um one thing that always that I envy so much about UCLA is the gorgeous campus. It's it's so it looks so like renovated, so um, like everything's like newly painted, things like that. What? How would you describe the campus? Um, you don't have to like go into like the Gothic or or Romanesque, <laughs> but like a little bit. Human geography. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but yeah, just like a little bit about you know the campus yeah. and it's it's gorgeous, gorgeous features. Yeah, so it's gorgeous until you have to like walk it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's been times where like I've woken up at like twelve forty and I have class at one, and like I end up not going because I will get late. Like if I leave, because <laughs> it might take like twenty five minutes to get there. It's a very large campus in terms of length, so like. There's only like a couple of pathways you can walk. It's, only, it's not too wide, but it is very long. So the walk from like, luckily my dorm building isn't too bad, but like one of the buildings here is very far away. And it takes like, like 10 minutes to get from that building to my building. And then the average class is like 15 minutes away. So they have to walk on average like 25 minutes. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think for, for me, uh, it's, it's like around like a 15 minute walk on average to get to class. Uh, some of the farther ones can get a little longer than that. And uh, I think it is a really beautiful campus, though. Uh, if you're walking, usually not in the morning because I'm not awake early enough. <laughs> <laughs> Once that time, if you're going down Jan Steps, which is like the main central, it's, you see it all the time in pictures. Like, it's like the main, the biggest steps on campus. Um, it looks so pretty. And essentially, like, every night at around like five when the sun's setting you look at your snapchat and you will see someone who posted on their story a picture like from jan steps or <laughs> against jan steps like like of the sunset it's so common mm. yeah and then there's like really nice buildings too like a couple that stand out are like royce hall which a lot of people like i'm pretty sure it's been filmed in like movies and stuff but let's say yeah it, it's like a very common um like area to you know go if you're just like like if you have spare time you'll go onto the fields near Jan Steps and Royce Hall and you'll just chill there and it's a really nice vibe. Nice. Um. So you kind of talked a little bit about like uh, Jan Steps and then you say Royce Hall. Yes. Royce Hall. Um. What are other like facilities that stand out? Um. I know like your sports area is super super sick. Um. Like what are what are other kind of like landmarks or or facilities that are super super nice? Yeah, so uh, a little bit building off of the that question, there's this area called the study, which was recently built, I think, like like ten years ago. Don't quote me on that, but um, it is extremely nice. So it's essentially a place where people go to uh, study, hence the name. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> the it's one of the dining halls on campus. Um, uh, not dining hall. I would say it's a place you can get food. So their sandwiches and their pizza are amazing. Like, like it's oh my god. Like I can't even describe it. But <laughs> like people go there, get their sandwiches and pizzas, and just kind of like stay there and study for like like a while because it closes at two a.m. So that's a really common facility, and it's like glass, so it's very pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then another one is the Costa Training Complex for athletes. Um, I've never been inside of it, but <laughs> it's like, obviously, because if you look at me now, God, I'm not an athlete. Um, are you allowed to go into it, though? We are not allowed to go into it. Okay, so no, that's just strictly for, for athletes. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really nice facility, though, from what I've heard. So we talked a little bit about the um, kind of academic life, the school life, um, and mm -hmm. a little bit about, like, the, the, the social life there. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of talking yeah. about... Um, the organizations and clubs um, that uh, you might not want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes the If you stay this long, you're in for a treat. Give, give the, the listeners a little rundown of 
the whole all shebang. right so uh as people probably know from you know just common knowledge there are you know two main type of frats there's like community service frats but no one really cares uh so there's like uh there's social frats and there are professional frats so um the social frats are you know as people expect uh the regular ifc greek frats um there's also sororities included in those um so the greek life like sorority fraternity life it's like um <laughs> there's a lot of big names like signu beta like Psi, like like mm -hmm. they're all they all have houses here on what's known as frat row um so people usually thursday night friday night saturday night sometimes sunday night well, it's, it's crazy like i don't understand i'll go out like two nights max but like these people go out every single night and you see it on snapchat you're like dude like do you not have anything better to do but <laughs> yeah so like they're going out every night thursday night friday night Saturday, sunday and they go to the houses usually the biggest parties on thursday night because okay. it's called it's called yeah it's crazy. I don't wait. Why? Okay, I I know I understand. Like a lot of people like don't have classes on Friday, so like they yeah. will party Thursday night. But like why Thursday night? Why like why not Friday night and Saturday night where like the big ones are? So it's called Thirsty Thursday, and mm. the reason why it's called Thirsty Thursday is because like oftentimes, especially during fall, there might be like football games on like Friday or Saturday, so it's better to like drink on Friday. I think drink on Thursday and then rest up and then go to the football games <laughs> where you will also have to drink again. So, yeah, there's that. Sometimes you have to get up early Saturday morning for games, and if you drink Friday night, it's hard to do that. Right. And then um, oftentimes people also go home during the weekends, so they'd rather party Thursday night if they don't have classes Friday and then just go back Friday morning instead of staying an entire day where they don't do anything, you know? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then, so there's also professional frats, which um, are more geared towards your major. So there's like AD and like DAM, I believe, for the yeah, medical cool. frats. Yeah, there's like like the free law frat. I think it starts with Kappa. I'm not sure. And then um, there is uh, so on the business side, there are oh, and also to mention, I'm a busy con major. Um, yep pretty important uh <laughs> so, so the business frats on campus there's two there's dsp and there's aksi and then <laughs> there um is a marketing frat uh marketing frat i don't remember what it's called it's like mm, epsilon something something and <laughs> it's there's like yeah, then yeah, I don't want I don't want to be mean, but it's not very well known. And then there's like an entrepreneurship frat, which is Sigma Eta Pi. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you, you, you guys have a lot more than we do. I think we only have like three actual business fraternities, and like we have little clubs and stuff, but only like three actual frats. Frats. What are the names of the frats? There's DSP AKSI. What's the last one? Wait, what was that? Sorry, what was that? So, no, we're good. Uh, there's DSP, AKSI. What's the last one? Oh, for us, it's uh, LPN, uh, which is a pretty new one. Uh, Lambda Phi New, Lambda Phi New, something like that. But um, yeah, so 
you want to talk a little bit about your uh, your story here, if you don't mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, just to mention, it's like five sigma epsilon, the marketing frat. Just okay. to not leave them out. Yeah, so my experience um, going into this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot in every single business organization there is on campus. And potentially we'll get at least one of them. That was a theory. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, uh, so I rushed DSP, and that did not go well. well let me just tell you that uh, I got cut pretty early on, and uh, it was not the best environment. And then, uh, so DSP's rush events were on like around the same time as uh, AK size. And so I couldn't um, go to both. So that's why I didn't rush AKSI. And then, so after that, uh, I then applied to Bruin Value Investing, uh, Bruin Hedge Fund, Bruin Asset Management, which are all clubs on campus that are geared towards business majors. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of them I got rejected from, if I'm being frank. Uh, it was a pretty harsh rejection process, uh, let me tell you. Uh, so I made like the coffee chats for like two of them. It was BAM and something else. I don't remember now. BAM stands for Brune Asset Management, by the way. And so Brune Asset Management is a very like investment banking focused club where they, you know, they do stock pitches every week and it's sort of, you know, mentorship program. Yeah, so it's pretty official stuff. And it sounded interesting. So young Ashwin was all for it. And then... Well, <laughs> uh, little did he know so i made it to the coffee chats where they're kind of like wanted to see how you are as a person and then like you know uh what your tendencies are and if you would be a good fit mm -hmm. so then once i went through the coffee chats with the final interview which was technical and uh they gave us like guides to study off of but me being the procrastinator that i am put them Jeez. off until the night before the four topics were evaluation, equity value, um, accounting, and the DCF, which stands for discounted cash flow model, which isn't really interesting if anyone's not a business major. Anyway, so the point being, I pulled an all-nighter to study for it. My interview was at 11 a.m., stayed up till 11, didn't eat anything, went to my interview, and got smacked. So um, they, oh, no. uh, they asked me a bunch of uh, accounting questions, and I froze. It was one of the worst interviews I've ever had. Um, uh, and trust me, I've had bad interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert. And it was pretty bad. Uh, halfway through, they stopped asking me questions and instead were just uh, telling me stuff that I should know. For, Wait, they were you know, what? The they were saying things they that you stopped, should know? Yeah, they sh that I should know for the future if I oh, ever decide. Yeah. So they, they were like, yeah, so, um, you know, the income statement has like revenue, cost of goods sold, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just making it hella basic, but. Essentially, that they were just telling me like concepts, which was, you know, not the best, but it is what it is. And then at the end, they just started asking me how I was and like what I was looking forward to. And I was like, okay, might as well just let me go early at this point. <laughs> just walk out of the interview right there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, thank you for your time. And I am gone. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, uh, it was that. And so I got rejected from every single business club on campus that had an application process. Woo -woo, right <laughs> and then uh after that <laughs> so i joined um the indian student union which happily took me in <laughs> <laughs> and there was like an interview process too so 
let's let's just put that out there. It was, <laughs> and you pass it. it, you pass it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got, I got through one of them. It wasn't like a five percent acceptance rate like Bam and stuff is, but like it's like a thirty-three percent acceptance rate. But it was still like you know. <laughs> and then uh, also, does have acceptance yeah. rate? Yeah, dude, it's it's harsh. Uh, actually, um, for Bruin Consulting, which is like a consulting club on campus, um, they take like five kids out of like three hundred that apply. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! What the yeah. heck? Yeah, so it's very very selective. Yeah, and like consulting case interviews are like scarier than like like investment banking interviews. I don't know. That's just yeah. So like it's it's like really hard. So I joined like some of the other clubs that don't require uh interviews and stuff so that's brewing trading undergraduate business society some of those yeah and you know it, it's it's picked up after that very very dark turn uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean hey, it, it, you, when you hit rock bottom you can only go up you know? only go up there that's you what go. i thought that's what i thought after my first couple of fails like for club and then just keep coming like they just <laughs> i'm like okay please like when will i hit rock bottom <laughs> not a joke anymore but I did, and then I picked it up, and uh, now I'm loving it. So which yeah, one? you're in AK. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, what what? So what are some of the stuff that you're in right now? Yeah, so I'm in Bruin Trading, Undergraduate Business Society, and uh, the Indian Student Union. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. that's a good start. You'll you'll. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, definitely. Yeah. Um, I can talk a little bit about it too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Into this <laughs> um, no, I mean, not, not too much, but, um, I think, um, one thing I kind of want to get across for like this part of that, what we're talking about is like the importance of joining an organization. Um, right. because you do, so I think we haven't, we didn't say this before, but, um, what kind of career path did you want to go into again? So, um, business has a lot of aspects. Um, right. I am looking at investment banking once I, complete my four years here right 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 which uh if people uh might you know like not be completely aware of what investment banking is like investment banking investment banks actually uh are essentially third parties that help uh their clients you know gain capital issue debt uh they can specialize in mergers and acquisitions uh, they can advise them on restructuring companies. Uh, they can advise them on uh, how to sell their services. So kind of like, you know, pretty broad aspect, but that's what essentially investment bakers do. And that's what I'm looking at doing once I graduate. And there's like different levels when it comes to companies. There's like the bulge bracket. There's like mid-level management, et cetera. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so like you kind of wanting to go into investing and um you know, being in an organization that kind of revolves around that, you learn a lot, like, you know, from your career. And um, I, at least for me, I kind of, so I want to do management consulting. And originally, it kind of really wasn't my idea. It was kind of um, surrounded by the fact that my, both my dad and my sister were kind of um, in that realm of work. And so I kind of just leached off what they were kind of doing. Um, and I made it my own. But you know, being in an being in an organization, like especially a professional or organization, um, you learn a lot about the different career paths and uh, different branches of, you know, business because there's so many different different aspects and different um, emphasis of of business. You kind of really do find 
you get very knowledgeable about the stuff that you're kind of mm-hmm. going into. And especially as freshmen, you know, like being surrounded with people that are, you know, like-minded, very ambitious, right. um, have the same goals. And especially, the, I think one of the most important parts is being in a, the same group of pe- being in a group of people that are older than you as well. And so um, yeah. they, they kind of have been in your footsteps. They have been in your, your shoes. And so you can kind of like follow their footsteps, kind of learn from what um, they've done. They can give you like advice on, um, you know, like resumes or reaching out to these type of people to get, you know, this right. job or this internship. Um, right. And so definitely like um, the joining an organization that you are passionate right. about um, is right. a great entryway into learning a lot more about it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess for, for AKSI, I guess talking my part, um, one of the, the biggest things is I'm not allowed to disclose a lot about Pledgeship, but Pledgeship is... Um, one of the hardest things I've kind of done um, <laughs> in my life, yeah. like just, just completely straight up. I've kind of done some stupid things, some hard things <laughs> in my life. Very stupid. Some very stupid things, yeah. Um, but Pledgeship is kind of one of the, the hardest ones where you kind of learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about what kind of person you are, what kind of leader you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, and how to build on those weaknesses so that, um, you know, you can make them into your strengths. And so um, that's awesome, though. Like, I actually, I think you kind of told me that you were – um, you were in those clubs, but I kind of didn't connect yeah. super well. But um, no, definitely yeah. like, dude, rush AK side though. You definitely just rush AK side. I just saw all I'm saying. Are oh, you not yeah. biased? <laughs> I'm, I mean, no bias here, but uh, um, or actually, I think I, or you told me, but um, UCLA's DSPs, I think, like more known than their um, AKSI, right? Yeah, I feel like it depends on what you want to get out of it, because like, uh, there's like like friends everywhere, connections everywhere, mentors everywhere. It just what you feel like is a better fit for you because mm-hmm. ultimately yeah there might be oh some people say dsp better some people say it size better it depends on what you like you know the people if you click with them or not mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely. Communication. definitely and definitely. like yeah so i think one of the biggest things is learning from your failures and as common as it is to say that you can there's like definitive ways to learn from your failures so uh as you know i failed a lot of my interviews um yeah, I <laughs> uh, but i did learn a ton from them because i think uh one of the people who works under warren buffett uh for berkshire hathaway he manages like a couple billion or something this dude says that um the way to get yourself advanced is by re- reading 500 pages a day and oh, that night i read approximately 500 pages so <laughs> Technically, I was doing what he said, but um, yeah, but so there's this, this is good advice for people who are trying to pursue a career in some sort of business aspect, whether that be investment banking, accounting, like the CPA route, or, you know, potentially doing management consulting like you are. Um, I think there's this very great guide called Breaking into Wall Street. Um, You can find it online. Uh, You don't really need to do the free trial if you don't want to do it. Uh, You know, it. It's, it's a very good guide at all things business. And in my belief, like, if you didn't go to college and read that guide, like, you would be set. Like, you would know answers to all interview questions, like, and you would be better off than most people at any school. It's a very comprehensive guide. And so some of the topics that I had to study for my uh, interview were valuation techniques, so how to value a company, um, what equity value is, which is one of the most basic like measurements of a company's value 
Yeah. Uh, we had to learn the discounted cash flow method of valuing a company and basic accounting. And so this yeah, is for you. This was for like the the interview process. Yeah. So once you went past the resume drop and the coffee chat, once you got to the interview process, the like uh, these are some of the questions that they would ask you. Yeah. Very technical. Uh, yeah. Um, I think one thing that's so you you kind of brought up the the person that is that kind of works under Warren Buffett about like yeah. reading five hundred books or five hundred pages mm-hmm. a day. Um, like on top of that too kind of relating back to your your um, situation where you kind of failed a lot and you kind of went through a lot of interviews, but you kind of still failed afterwards. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and just like, sure. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring it up. Don't, <laughs> no, don't. no, you, you, are, you are completely correct. <laughs> also, the name of the guy is Todd Combs. He's an investment oh. lieutenant at Berkshire. Uh-huh. Okay, um, but yeah, definitely we'll look into breaking to Wall Street because I think that I've heard about that, but... Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, a very uh, comprehensive guide. Okay, what I was going to say was, um, so all these interviews that you kind of went through, you kind of, in hindsight, you learn a lot from it, right? So that's, I think, one of the biggest things where you, a lot of opportunities, you will fail, but you, as, as cliche as it sounds, like learning from your failures, but this is kind of a very tangible way that you yeah. can do so. So like in these interviews, so, you know, um, you went through these interviews, uh, this was last quarter, right? This was last quarter, yes. Right. So you go through it last quarter, and so next time you know this comes around, you will right. be a lot more prepared. You will know what's going on. Um, right. And I think the only way to be really good, you can never be perfect at an interview, right? Because there's right. so many different uh, variables and things will change up. But being in as many interviews as possible will prepare you the best because you know you can never um, imitate a real life scenario right and so Definitely. once you put yourself into that position you will learn so much like you can fail or you can fail you know terribly you know your first interview yeah. but you can only you know grow and you learn like what they're gonna ask or how you what, what you should say and how you should say it things like that and so um mm-hmm. no definitely like i am 100 sure that you will make it into you know aksi or dsp or dsp if you want mm-hmm. to if you really want mm-hmm. to um this yeah. next quarter do you guys rush uh next quarter who? Uh, both AKSI and DSP. Uh, DSP is fall and winter, and then uh, AKSI is fall and spring. Okay, yeah, that's, that's like ours, but DSP also doesn't do winter, they do uh, spring as well. But um, both winter and spring? Yeah, no, they don't do, no one does winter except for LPN. Oh, sorry, fall and spring. Yeah, um, but no, see, like definitely, if, if, there are listeners out there that are kind of going through the business route as well, or even I think this applies to any um, any major any any career way, career path. Mm-hmm. Try to get into as many interviews as possible. Like a lot of there's like a lot of people that I talk to within mm-hmm. AKSI. Um, they will literally just they have a full time job or they have an internship lined up for the summer, but they'll apply to yeah. different positions just to go through the interview process. So that they can yeah. learn from, and I think that's super, super powerful and super, super helpful. Um, yeah, and that that that's great. And I know that you're gonna you're you're gonna join one of them, and you're gonna you're gonna do fantastic, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, kind of speaking on that, um, the if you're doing business, your timeline is shifted up like dramatically. Yes, because yes. the way it works is, um, right now, both Jeff and I are looking for an internship over this summer. So that would be the summer after our freshman year. Mm-hmm. That one's kind of like the basic one to just kind of get your foot in the door and get something like substantial on your resume if you haven't already. Once that's done, potentially, this is 
like all things considered, like very optimistically. Right, right. You Everything could, goes well. Yeah, you could potentially have your full-time like company sorted out by the recruiting cycle your second year. So the way it works is some companies for the summer after your third year, they start recruitment already and in the second year. So you will potentially get a summer job for the year, for the summer after your third year. The summer after your third year during your second year. It's very, very like, like pushed very early. And then the odds are, unless you're Goldman, which has like a 50% retention rate, um, which is crazy, um, you will be retained and will get a full-time offer. So by your second year, you're almost guaranteed a job once you graduate. And definitely by, you'll find out during the summer before your fourth year, if they're going to retain you or not. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's, 100% true. What he's saying is 100% true. Um, my sister like went through that process, uh, and she got the full time offer after her third year, or after mm -hmm. her yeah after her third year when she interned. Um, <clears throat> and I think this is this also definitely just pertains to business, but like the experience you have to have experience to get into like a place of high values, so, like the big four or even like the big three investment um, firms. Right, you're not gonna get in if you're just all right let's say oh great you have a 4.0 gpa or you have um you're in organizations or whatever but if you don't have any experience in this field or in this realm then you're not going to get an offer right but this one I'm actually kind of curious for myself but what's like a daily routine for in the life of ashwin chapathi mm -hmm. so that's actually a really good question um i want to balance uh like having fun and doing work and the way i do that is so my dumbass would have stayed up really late last night. So typically I'll wake up right before class starts. Um, uh, I will go to quick shout out to B plate, which is one of our dining halls on campus. Uh -huh. Very healthy food, very good food. Um, so I will usually get breakfast if I can from there before. And then I'll go to class. Uh, some Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 9am. Other than that, I'll stay in. Um, and then once my first class is over, I'll usually stop by for a quick lunch and then go straight to my second lecture or discussion, after which I'm usually done because I'm taking around three classes this quarter. Mm -hmm. So once that's done, I'll like try to uh, go to my room and just grind, you know, do some work until lunchtime. Or watch TV. It swings on the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two two completely different extremes for sure. You know, on a must on a must real note, I might do both of them together. Okay. So like I'll watch like yeah, TV while doing work, which doesn't really get much done, but it's your kind of study break, you know. Mm -hmm. Then for dinner, I'll usually go out with some of my friends, grab some food, come back to the room and work either by myself or hit people up to study. And then hang out a little bit with them do some work, like potentially not get shit done and then go back to the room around maybe like midnight one, which is when I'll actually start doing my work. And then once I start, like I'll finish at like four and then repeat the process the next day. Unless, unless it's like a weekend or where I will like, catch, instead of like hanging out with them and studying, I'll just go out into like an apartment party or like a club might be throwing something very rarely a friend. Um, wait, so are you, or, are you able to get into parties pretty easily? So it all depends. Um, not not last quarter because you didn't know anyone. 
and all the people that you did know were pledging. Uh, my roommate is in Thai Sai. Uh, oh shit! Like okay, nice. Thai Sai. Yeah. So uh, I can if I want to, uh, but I, I don't know. For me personally, like Fat Row is like all right, but I, I like like apartment parties kind of better because they're yeah. a little bit smaller than like a full frat house, and sometimes the apartments will throw like a block party, which was on the news. I don't know. If, it was on the KTLA and stuff. Oh, so what shit. happened is there's like there's like things like the Roebling block party where everyone from the apartments and people on campus will go on the street and shut it down and just do crazy stuff until like we get helicopters and like like barricades and all this sort of stuff. What? Yes, sir. Yeah. What what the are you serious? Yep. It was on the news because like we trashed the street. Oh my Actually, you were there? Yep. People oh. from UCLA People, oh, sorry, people who weren't from UCLA from our high school like came up and I saw it on their stories and stuff too. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Was this like, uh, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago? Or like two uh, weeks yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, like, yeah. People from my frat went there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's huge. Like, and we shut down the street and it's a lot of fun. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Smokes. I saw people's like, I saw people's snap stories from like, the next morning, like once I was fine. <laughs> And I was like, wait, were you? I like messaged them. I was like, were you at the block party? And they're like, yeah, we think so. We don't know. <laughs> wait, that's actually wicked. What the heck? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think one, 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 one last question. Um, I guess what would you like to like leave off um, the audience with? Or like what's one memorable experience? Or what, what would you say to sell UCLA? If you love it that much, what would you want to tell everyone um, about UCLA? It can be about the people, the facility, your experience, anything, anything you want, um, just to just let it all out at the end. Um, number one dining hall in the nation. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think like you'll know when you visit a campus if that's the one that you want to stay for the next four years. And that's the most important thing that you need to think about. Like college, honestly, is not necessary in terms of the education that you receive you can do that from anywhere like the sort of stuff that you are learning is nothing different than what i'm learning it's not like accounting changes from ucla to uci like there's no difference in like accounting you know it's it's accounting so the, the the level of education that you receive will not change but what will change are the people and the connections that's what college is most important for you know a making lifelong friends and B, these are the people that you can rely on, like if you need a job in the future, like if you get fired or laid off, you can reach out to these people to hook you up at their companies. Like the biggest, most important thing about college is the people here and the connections you can form. So when you visit these schools and like, you know, walk the aisles and, you know, like tour with a bunch of people, come to like Bruin Day, Cal Day, like all the admit, admit, admittance days, do you like the people that you see on campus and who are touring with you? like are these the type of people who you'd want to spend the next four years with because education you can go and like self-study and you might even do better than the people who go to college it's all about do you like the organizations the people like will this set you up for the future 10 years from now will you look back and say wow these sort of people that i remember these sort of events that i remember this was worth it i think that's the most important factor in my opinion when choosing Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, well, um, I would just like to say thank you so much for for being here. Um, and this is our second our second run, so thank you for yeah. spending twice as much time 
um, as mm. necessary. But um, all right. Well, Ashwin, how much? Wait, you you use LinkedIn like decently, right? Oh yeah, LinkedIn is a new Instagram. Like you never catch me on Snapchat or Instagram. You'll catch me on LinkedIn. All right. Well. Um, so you know how I said, I, when we were talking before, I said, I kind of took some stuff from, um, I'll accelerate you. Yes. One thing, um, so you're supposed to take one, but I possibly took more than one, um, is a three month LinkedIn subscription, uh, premium career subscription. Premium subscription? Yeah. Um, and so wow. if you want it, this That's is all a big deal. Dude, if it's I know if uh, if you want it, um, it's all yours because I have I have uh, an extra one. Um, if you want it, I can send it to you. Um, yeah, but that would be I, probably one of the best things I've received actually this year. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's actually I, I I kind of um I put mine in or like I redeemed it today and I was looking at it. It's pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can you can do on it. Um, yeah. but I guess this you is my. You can see who views your profile. That's like. Go, that's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is my my little um, I guess my little gift to you, my my thank you to you, and especially you're gonna be the first person that's gonna be on here. Yeah, Just yeah, a really on. quick note uh, before we end it off. Uh, I think this is like a great idea. This whole podcast. Um, I think it's a great way for you to both keep in touch with people who, you know, are from our high school, and um, also it's, it's cool that from what I know of you, um, you like to think of like big. You know, you think big. So uh -huh. whether that be starting a new podcast, potentially creating a website to put it on and like uploading it on Instagram, all this sort of stuff. No one would really go through that sort of uh, motion. But uh, I think the one thing that I see from you is that you, know, you have that sort of drive to do it. And I think that's going to push you very far. Also, quick shout out to Arches, because when we started filming this, it was his birthday. So happy birthday, big man. And congrats cool. on 19th. Hey guys, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'll be trying to upload every week or so, and next time I'll be talking to a student from UCSB, so stay tuned for that. Again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much.